What's up, everybody? Welcome back to First Down Rundown. I am one of your hosts, Hayden Vozar. Today, I have a guest with me. His name is Mitchell Marcus. He's one of my longtime buddies, just like AZ is. Um, we're actually all three friends, and we all went to the same high school. And Mitchell actually hit me up, and he was asking to do a little podcast about um, the new NCAA proposals and like the new conference changes and everything. Obviously, after Oklahoma and Texas requested to be in the SEC and not in the Big 12 anymore. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Obviously, it's a little change up from the whole NFL action that AZ and I did um, this past spring. But right, we just wanted to bring you guys a new little episode about the college football situation because we think it's important and it is still football. So to um, begin, I just want to kind of introduce Mitchell and let him talk about himself a little bit um, and talk about why he wants to make this podcast. So Yeah, so what's up, guys? Um, like Hayden said, my name is Mitchell, and I go to South Carolina, who are not the best football team. However, being in the SEC, we're surrounded by it, and I love watching it. So when two new teams were proposed to join our league and probably give us two more losses if we played them, I was a little intrigued by it. Um and then I'm going on Twitter after the fact, and we see all these potential switch-ups with all the new conferences, and I was really intrigued by that, just because I love being surrounded by college football in general, and I think it could really cause a lot of ripple effects based off just these two teams after 2025 not renewing their Big 12 contracts. Yeah. So I just want to talk to Hayden about that and see how it could shake up. Right, and yeah, Mitchell actually does he, – he does a lot of sports writing on his Twitter and everything like that. Um, he's really big into soccer, but he also loves football too. And so if you guys want to go, we'll plug his Twitter at the end of this episode. Um, but if you guys want to go check him out on Twitter and read some of his stuff, he's, he's got some good stuff on there. So getting into it, here's the big issue is that, like I said, Oklahoma and Texas want to leave the Big 12. Um, and basically they made a whole statement about it. They want it's, you know this big formal statement about wanting to go to the SEC essentially. Um, and which makes sense because, you know, they're the two big teams in the big 12 and they want out and they've got a huge rivalry between them. And, um, yeah, it would be great to see them in the sec, but basically they, they're going to honor their current deal, which lasts until 2025. But after that, they don't plan on re-signing. Um, so all this is contingent on that and will likely evolve over the next few years because obviously, you know, we still have four years to go until 2025. But um, basically what this has stirred up is a very big change in like all the conferences. So people have proposed on Twitter that basically the the whole Big 12 will be eliminated and it'll just go down to four power power four conferences. Um, And so it would be the Big 10, the SEC, the Pac-12 and the ACC. And we've got a little graphic here. We can't really show you guys because there's no visual, but basically it says here that the Big Ten would add Kansas and Iowa State, and then the SEC would add, obviously, Oklahoma and Texas, and then Mitchell will give you the Pac-12 and ACC teams. Yeah, so it gets a little bit more complicated with these other two. However, I think it just adds to the the complexity and the interest in this issue. So the Pac-12 becomes essentially the Pac-16 with teams outside of the Pacific area. So they would add Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas State, and OSU, adding three different states to their rotation, if you think about it geographically. And the ACC, they would gain West Virginia and the longtime coming Notre Dame, which I think is a huge part of 
what I'm going to break down as far as money is concerned, because that's what we all know they're worried about. Um, but the ACC has been vying for Notre Dame for a while, if nothing else, for their TV deal with NBC that has been going on for years and will likely continue. And if they join the ACC, the ACC will now have more games on a major network, which they've been looking for. Yeah. So, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So, basically, all the Big 12 teams will be distributed among these four power conferences, and then, yeah, the Big 12 would be eliminated. And so the first thing that we <clears> – the first thing that we came to as kind of like, you know, a big consideration for this would be money. And, you know, obviously the NCAA is all about money, <laughs> and they, they love their money. But basically without – like without the Big 12, there would be a lot of considerations about, you know, which – which conferences would get what money and everything like that. And so Mitchell being the money guy here, mm-hmm. um, he actually he actually took the charge on most of this and he basically wrote up a bunch of stuff about um yeah, about what considerations there are regarding money. And then I will also talk about the kind of like the football side of things after that. So I'm gonna let Mitchell kind of take it away in terms of the money. Yeah, so with um with the money breakdown of how these conferences give money to teams, it's very much merit based and how much the difference between Alabama versus South Carolina is making. Obviously they're in the New York Six, a national champion every few years. So they're making more money no matter what. However, for conference play, the conference makes a certain amount of money that they distribute evenly as like a baseline level to each team in that conference and right now the breakdown without the actual numbers to make it confusing the big 10 makes the most amount of money by about 60 million over the sec who then makes um probably about 200 million more than the pac-12 who makes about a million i'm sorry 100 million more than the acc and the big 12 who make significantly the least amount of money and as far as the per team totals of that meaning the breakdown of how that money's distributed, it's the same except for that the Big 12 makes a little bit more money than the, than the ACC in this aspect, and the Pac-12 makes very, very little money. But if you get rid of the Big 12 and distribute their money pretty evenly, depending on how many teams per conference they add, the new projected totals would heavily benefit the SEC, the Big 10, and the Pac-12, whereas the ACC would still kind of be stuck in the mud lagging behind as far as profit. So right now I have their projected per team total at only 3 million more than what they're currently making. So the teams in the ACC right now may not vote for this motion to bring in Notre Dame and West Virginia. However, this is where I think it gets a little bit more than just the numbers because if you think about bringing in those two teams, you're not just bringing in their revenue of I think about 36 million per team was their projected for 2021. And these are all based off 2019 numbers, just to preface, because 2020 is a little off. So looking at those numbers, obviously those two teams aren't only going to bring in their baseline level. They're going to bring in their merit, too. Notre Dame, look what they did when they were in the ACC tournament. And like I said earlier, their TV deal alone is probably worth a couple million. Over 10 to 15 million is what it's currently worth. And obviously, if they bring in that with ACC games, it'll become even bigger. You could have a Notre Dame-Clemson game regular season and primetime on NBC. Very rarely do you get to see that. So obviously the money issue is there as far as ACC's voting, but I think it will be passed considering not only are they gaining Notre Dame's money and, and merit, but West Virginia. They just add another strong team to the mix. Yeah. It's not like they're some slouch pushover <clears throat> team. 
And I think they could really shake things up in the ACC. So what, so what I was going to add about money is that basically, like, it's not just football, but there's also basketball considerations. And I know that they have, like, some teams are in different conferences for football and basketball. And so that kind of gets confusing. But Mitchell has a little bit to say about that. Yeah, and it's not necessarily like they don't make any money. But when you look at it, 70% of these schools' athletic revenue is from football. All these Power 5 schools average that 70% of their money from this one sport, even if they're not that great. And while everybody's going to cite the fact that the March Madness tournament makes over a billion dollars, and it's definitely the most valuable sporting event in college that there is, and probably ever will be, it's still not bringing in the majority of their money per year. So when breaking down these new conferences, yes, it's going to make basketball a little different, and historically it'll make it a little bit different with matchups and such. However, at the end of the day, basketball is all about March Madness, and what conference you come out of is not nearly as important. Right. So, honestly, if Mitchell's all good with money, I mean, I don't really have much more to say about money. Mitchell pretty much broke it down, like, you know, perfectly. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, the, the whole money breakdown, he, he, he made a chart here, and he was, he was talking about that chart. Um, but, yeah, essentially, like, I think that it would be, it would be a great thing to distribute the money among the, the rest of the four conferences. Um, but, essentially, like, that the that base salary at base sixty six million that NCAA is paying the Big Twelve could go to maybe smaller teams for recruiting or smaller teams for just recognition purposes or whatever. So I mean that that could be the other option, but most likely it would just be split among the four the other four power conferences, and I guess it would be around like fourteen million per conference. So that would probably bump each conference up to about 80 million for like a base salary but um yeah but mitchell has something else to say about um the money aspect as well yeah so when you look at the total revenue that the big 12 brought in they brought in 439 million dollars which is basically a crap load of money and when you just divide that number which is not how it's going to work out obviously they're making a certain amount of money based on where they are and what teams however if you were to just take that number and spread it out between these new conferences each conference, each team in these conferences would be gaining thirty nine. Each conference would be gaining thirty nine million dollars per team worth of revenue, and who's not going to want that? So yeah. yeah, to wrap up the money here, it's not an issue. The NCAA wants more money. These conferences would all make more money, and the only issue that we would run into with that would have been the ACC, where you addressed how they're they're not going to lose any money compared to what they're currently making, and if anything, it just adds on for future reference for TV deals, if nothing else. Yeah, exactly. And like and you know, money doesn't dictate everything. And I the ACC is still a great conference. And we'll get into that a little bit later with the with the whole football side of things, but yes, I mean, they're going to be making significantly less money, but they're still a great conference and no matter what people are going to watch them. So, yeah. Um, and this is still a hypothetical. However, we've looked at a lot of hypotheticals in the past. I mean, we looked on Twitter if nothing else because you can find a lot of good just fan takes and we saw one that was heavily based on region. And like I said earlier with the Pacific, um, the Pacific area now, quote unquote, isn't really Pacific. It's got these three states that are in the south and yep. Midwest there. So why does making these new conferences travel out to California and Oregon or these new teams from Texas travel to Oregon and California make any sense? Well, when we looked at these other hypotheticals, they were heavily based on region and they ended up being big conferences. Like we saw a three conference 18 team one. That was heavily based on region, but nowadays, and without the corona aspect of it, 
nowadays these teams can travel. They have the full yeah. week to do it. They're able to like withstand not necessarily driving, but they can fly one Texas team to Washington for one weekend and then come back and play the rest of their games in Southern California and Texas. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not a big deal for them anymore. And like, you know, they have they've had these tutors that come with them and, you know, give the players the education that they need and everything. So yeah, it's it traveling isn't the problem. I think it's more just an aspect of the names at this point. That that was my thing is that like the names of the conferences are just they're not going to be they can't be the same because obviously well the Big 10, the Big 10 has had 12 I think 14 teams for the longest time. But the whole reason that they were called the Big 10 is because they had they originally had they had originally had 10 teams. Same with the Pac-12. They've always had 12 teams, which is nice that they stayed the, that they've stayed the same. Um, but obviously, if they add these four new teams, there's going to be 16. So they're either going to need to change it to Pac-16 and Big 16 or something like that. But what I was telling Mitchell was, I don't know if they should include numbers anymore because there's probably going to be more change. And you know, obviously, Mitchell was saying that progressive movement is always a good thing. And so if they're going to want change in the future, they shouldn't add a number to the team to the conference names because there's probably going to be more teams that are going to be added or taken away or whatever. So I've, honestly, I think that they should either go to, you know, just Pacific Athletic Conference or, I mean, obviously they're going to have to change the Big Ten name because Big Ten has nothing to do with Midwest or anything like that. But they would have to change it to Midwest. Or I saw, we saw a little thing on Twitter that said the River Valley, Great Lakes kind of name. That would be kind of cool to change that. Um, to the River Valley or Great Lakes or whatever. But yeah, essentially like in terms of geographical location, SEC is still kind of Southeastern. That makes sense. ACC, Athletic Coast, that still kind of makes sense, even though they're adding West Virginia and um, Indiana. But I mean, essentially it's it's still like in the same ge- geographical location. Yeah, you're not they necessarily moving need, teams. Yeah, like... they would just need to change the number aspect of it. And they would be good, but yeah, that it like if we do make this change, what I'm saying is that we do need to change the names of the conferences because it just doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. So so far, all we've really done is like address problems that could have arose from this, and yeah. I'd like to think that we solved most of them. But then it's just the upside: the new football that's going to be played is going to be super exciting. The SEC gets a now Texas in soccer; they call it a derby when two teams from a similar area play each other. Yeah. That's always exciting. It's just like a rivalry from right. the same town. But you now have Texas playing against Texas A&M every year. They'd probably be in the same division of that conference as well, which is super exciting. But also from the Big 12, you're adding Iowa State to this Big 10, and they could really compete with Ohio State. It would make it more interesting. And Hayden, you were saying how you think the Big 10 has kind of been in the gutter a little bit recently. Yeah, they really have been. You know, Ohio State, they're always top tier. But, you know, Michigan's been falling off lately. I don't know what Jim Harbaugh is still doing in Michigan. Michigan State, they started to fall off even before Michigan did. I think that Wisconsin is kind of on the rise. They're always like one of those teams that can give Ohio State a run for their money. But I also think that Iowa State coming into the Big Ten could be a really good matchup for Ohio State just to kind of give them a little scare. Penn State is another. Penn State and Michigan are kind of the two teams in the Big Ten that have just been huge disappointments as of late. And... 
Yeah, I mean, well, Kansas joining the Big Ten. Kansas has – I don't even know why Kansas is still in a Power Four conf- – or Power Five. Because of basketball, man. They're too good. Yeah, I mean, they – yeah, exactly. But they, they are so bad at football. I mean, they I – I can't remember the last time they won, like, more than two games. But, yeah, essentially I think the Big Ten is probably the biggest loser in terms of teams that are coming in to their conference. But – like Mitchell was saying, they're the biggest winner in terms of money because they have been gaining the most money and they will still have the most money exactly. coming in um, with these new changes. Yeah, and like you said, they, they probably don't get the biggest and baddest matchups. They only really get, like I would say, they would really only get that Iowa State as like a, a big help. However, that would, like I was saying with that Darby, that rivalry of the same state, you now get to see that Iowa versus Iowa State every year. Yeah. And last year, they were fine. They would be a good matchup. I mean, Iowa was 6-2, and two and Iowa State was 9-3 and three overall. And obviously, Corona season, a little different. But that's still another big matchup that, if nothing else, is going to bring you TV, dealer, TV deals and a lot of publicity. So, yeah, the Big 12 is the huge winner as far as money. They also get the most money per team when these new teams are added and shuffled back up. Yeah. So they really aren't struggling in that aspect. I think they'll be all for it. Mm-hmm. And then... With the staying on the theme of football quality, we've been mentioning ACC. Notre Dame was finally playing in the ACC tournament this past year. They're finally not that. I personally think the independent thing is kind of stupid. Yeah, not same. Yeah, playing in the ACC was huge for them. They had a chance to to really compete with Clemson. Yeah. So if you add another team like Notre Dame and West Virginia to the ACC, they just bring that extra little bit of competitive edge. And the SEC, like we said, they're gaining two huge teams. Yeah, also, uh, I mean, I I think Mitchell might have brought this up when he was talking about the money aspect, but ACC, they would gain less money unless Notre Dame brings in their TV contract deals, in which case, because obviously, since Notre Dame is an independent, their contract deals are independent from every other conference. But if they, I mean, they have huge contract deals with, with with, you know, like ABC and CBS and all that, and NBC, because... They're Notre Dame, and they, you know, they're they're a huge team, and so if they brought that to the ACC, that could be huge, and that's probably what, that's probably ACC's biggest win would be bringing in Notre Dame. Obviously, if they brought in, you know, West Virginia, like this hypothetical says, that would be great too. But I think that Notre Dame would be the biggest would be the biggest win, and like Mitchell said, they can always give Clemson a run for their money, yeah. um, and so yeah, that would be that would be a, a huge win for the ACC. Also, the SEC. Right, they add the Texas rivalry of Texas and Texas A and M. Then it brings in another playoff team with Oklahoma, and yeah, I mean Oklahoma's been in the playoff I think the past two years with Kyler Murray and um, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no. Exactly. If you add those two teams alone to the SEC, you gain a fifteen and five record with theirs combined from last yeah. year. That, that's a that's lot huge. of wins that you're going to dilute the pool, if nothing else, the SEC. Right. Because they're coming out with Texas A&M, who I believe had two losses and didn't make the playoffs. Now that's just going to be even more competitive. They might have a third in there. Yeah. It's just going to be even more interesting. Or Alabama might not go undefeated. They now have to play against Georgia, Florida, A&M, all these, and now potentially a Texas or a Texas or a um, an Oklahoma in the regular season. It just makes right. them even stronger. Which could throw things off as far as the playoffs go, but we'll get back into the playoff in a minute. Now to the Pac-12. I'd say they're the biggest loser as far as actual quality of team. Like yeah. 
they're not getting the best teams. And like I said, traveling, they got to handle the most logistics with getting Oregon down to Baylor. That's right. a pain. And Texas Tech. But with the, the, new proposed, they were, the new proposed realignment, they were also talking about adding these little divisions based on that, which makes scheduling very easy. Mm-hmm. You play, there are four divisions, four teams each in a 16-team conference. You play, your te- you play your teams twice or once if you want, and yeah. then you match up with another conference per year or another division per year. It becomes so easy to schedule. So the Pac-12 definitely gain a fair bit of money too. But if nothing else, this makes them more relevant. They're now playing new teams, which is exciting for them and exciting for fans on the East Coast of the country where we are, because now we get to watch maybe one Pac-12 game a weekend yeah. in Texas. It's a better time zone. We're not watching. We're not starting at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. That, that, was, a, that was like the part that sucked was that, mm-hmm. you know, you wanted to watch Oregon versus USC, but you couldn't because... You can be up till 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you have to stay up until 1 a.m. So it's... Um, yeah, but also just to talk about the Pac-12 in terms of kind of strength of teams like Mitchell was kind of getting into. Mm-hmm. I think that while, yes, they aren't gaining any like really big team, you know, they aren't getting a Notre Dame, they aren't getting you know, an Oklahoma, but they are, I mean, Texas Tech, they always have a great offense. Baylor, they always have, they always have a great, great offense as well. Kansas State, honestly, has been on the come up for the past like <laughs> four to five years, in my opinion. Oklahoma State is always kind of a sleeper, in my opinion. So, I mean, they're adding all those Big 12 teams. I think that that could be really great for them. I think that, you know, Oregon and USC, they have kind of been falling off. Stanford isn't what they used to be. Um, And so I think adding these teams to the Pac-12 would be a great thing because, right, Big 12 teams, they've been – Big 12 teams are all about offense, and they always have been about offense. And I think that – the Pac-12 is kind of similar in that aspect. I feel like the Pac-12 usually – the Pac-12 always has um, – they have all these, like, air raid offenses. And so, you know, lots of passing means lots of points. It's a, it's a lot of different styles matching yeah, up. It's exactly. cool. It's fun to watch. It's right. like watching what we thought was an out-of-conference, a playoff matchup, a bowl matchup yeah. in the regular season. It's becoming new and exciting. Yeah. And like we said, they're not gaining the best as far as strength and record. But the stylistic matchup is going to be exciting – and think about who these Big 12 teams are playing. They're playing against each other as much as last season. Yeah. And they're playing teams that they, they probably how many – I don't even know how many times a Pac-12 team has played some of these Big 12 teams they're getting introduced to. Yeah, it's, not many times. Exactly. And like you said, the air raid offense versus a run heavy and yeah. very ground and pound is what I tend to notice about these teams. Yeah. But just exciting if nothing else. And that brings us now to the – the playoffs, which right. I've personally been voicing concerns about this for years. Four teams is not enough. But, yeah, it's definitely not. But this just makes it easier to seed them now. Because a couple of years ago, you remember UCF, how they yeah. won a shout at the, the national championships. They're undefeated. Yeah, exactly. With four teams, I don't think they'll ever get that shout. But considering now there's only four conferences, the new proposed solution to the playoffs would be the winners of these conference tournaments, that's the playoff. Right. You seed them from there. Say it's just Alabama and Say Baylor comes out of the Pac-12, one seed, four seed, standard, how they've always done it. But then it just becomes essentially a long play-in tournament, which I'm a big fan of. This also makes expanding to eight a little easier. Another thing down the line, if maybe this gets passed, I can get better into that. But you get to the four winners and the four next best teams. You bring in some other conference teams, like these smaller conferences. I know Cincinnati had a good year. Yeah. They could potentially make Or a UCF. They go undefeated one random year. Yeah. Give them the seven or eight seed. It just makes it more expanded. But... 
I digress from my frustration with the playoffs. Um, this just makes them easy to seed and easy to find out who is the top four teams because he's the top four conferences. Yeah, exactly. And if we did expand to an 18 playoff, Mitchell was saying that maybe we could even, like, instead of taking the, the next four best teams, we could take, like, the next two best teams from the Power Four conferences and then take two random teams from other conferences. Yeah, like an like American said, Athletic Conference or the. Um, the Conference USA, just like yeah. a random good team, a yeah, right. Even. Like a like a Coastal Carolina who did really well last season. I mean, I don't know if that was just a fluke, just because <laughs> it was you know COVID season or whatever. But yeah, I mean, they. I think they got like twelve. I think they went twelve and one or something like that and lost in their conference championship. I can't really remember. But yeah, I mean that that would be great to see because right, it gives it it mixes it up a little bit and it's not just the same four teams making it. I mean, it's always like the same. Those teams will still make it, yeah, exactly. but they're not going to have a different path themselves. It almost just gives more of an opportunity to these other teams. Yeah, exactly. And I know a couple years back, wasn't UEA in the ACC championship game against Clemson? Yeah, yeah, they were. On a they got crushed. Well, obviously <laughs> they're going to get crushed. They're the worst teams. <laughs> yeah. But think about that. That means they're only one game away from a playoff. Yeah, That exactly. could happen any no, given yeah. year. Maybe not with UVA, now that potentially Notre Dame and West Virginia getting introduced yeah. and stuff. But that's just an example. Say... That matchup happens again in in twenty twenty six. UVA is one win away from being yeah. in the college football playoff. That never happens. <laughs> yeah, we're and one win I'm, away from getting from getting mopped beat. by Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But hey, you bring in six million based back to the money. Um, you bring in six million for your team or for your conference. Who then obviously they give you more yeah. as far as TV and you get more of share of the wealth when you bring in one of those New York New York Six Bowls. Right. Because you get six million from those, and then the other like, like bigger um, bowl games. I know you get four million, so it's not that big a difference. Mm-hmm. But that just makes these other teams that could potentially get to the final of their conference tournament on a fluke. They're just one win away. It just gets super exciting, and obviously, who doesn't want more money when they're in these new conferences? Yeah. Who doesn't want better competition? Who doesn't want new exciting things to see? And I think every conference has like a little bit of a win. And definitely a setback. It's tough to deal with all these new changes. But at the end of the day, it is a win-win-win on every level Yeah. if you break it down. And I see no reason why these conferences, why these teams shouldn't vote yes on it. And there's just almost infinite ways to expand from here, too. Yeah, honestly, and I, I added this right. Like, I chose to add this right at the end. I was thinking, so with these new four 16-team conferences – it, it's 64 teams total, obviously, and that looks a lot like the whole – and I, I think this has been proposed, and this it was, like, immediately dismissed because – You can't play would, that many football games. Yeah, it would, it would never happen, but I was thinking about it, and I was saying, okay, well, maybe if we do make a 64-team tournament, just like March Madness, and we have all 64 teams from all four conferences play in a tournament, maybe we could condense the season down to – maybe like seven regular season games because obviously the the teams that make it all the way to the championship say like they're they're playing you know five or six extra games and so if you condense the regular season down to seven games they'll be playing their normal 12 to 13 games in their regular season or whatever because I think I think teams that go to the championship in the playoff I think they play 15 total games if yeah. I'm if I'm not mistaken but yeah it's some yeah. some higher number than the rest. Yeah. And obviously you can't you can't make college players play a full NFL season. Like you can't make them play 10 regular season games and then 
seven more games in the tournament because yeah that it's was too much football yeah exactly and you can't you also can't have you know two football games in three days because that's what they do in the tournament they'll play you know they'll play the round of 64 on thursday or like the first 32 teams of the round of 64 will play on thursday and then they'll play again on saturday for the round of 32 but you can't have that obviously with football because Completely different. Yeah, You're getting so, pounded it's, for it's so unsafe. Yeah, yeah, for like forty minutes. It's, yeah, and so like you'd have to split it up weekly, and so I guess you would just have one con because there's four conferences, so that would be kind of like the regions for the NCAA tournament, and so you just have I guess like one. You would start on Thursday, go through Sunday for the first week. Yeah, have one conference play each day, and then kind of just have that go week by week. But yeah, I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. But I just, I just thought that would be kind of cool. You know, I was thinking about it. But, um, yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, that was kind of, you know, our final opinions on the whole thing. Obviously, Mitchell's a money guy, so he, you know, he was really interested in the money aspect of it. Um, and, you know, my my whole thing about the 64 total teams, that's not going to happen. But, um, yeah, so we just kind of wanted to come out with this episode and talk a little bit about it because we thought it would be really interesting Obviously, we're four years ahead of it, so when we'll it comes it to be, out, yeah, man. when it comes to be twenty twenty five, there's going to be a lot more, um, a lot more debate about it, and probably a lot more ideas. Like this will definitely change. There will be a, a, many new, like you know, hypotheticals like this come out, and so we'll have to see what it turns into. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'll right now. I'll let um, Mitchell plug his Twitter just in case you guys want to go check out his stuff. So appreciate it, man. But yeah, it's just M underscore Marcus 16. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm mainly soccer focused, but like I said, being from an SEC school, love college football and I love talking to NFL with these guys. I'm just not necessarily on their cal- caliber of knowledge, but I'm working there and obviously I really appreciate Hayden letting me be on the show. Oh yeah, man. Cover for AZ. Yeah, it was, it was great having him on the show, especially because he knows a lot more about the money. Honestly, like I, I didn't know all this about the whole the whole money aspect and how it would change so much. Like I knew that it would the money aspect would change, but I didn't know it was going to be this spe- like this dollars. specific. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and this you know this drastic. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, we'll be trying to Az and I will be trying to get an episode out soon when we go back to school. But I don't know how that will work. But we'll definitely obviously once football season starts. I think the first the first NFL game is. Tomorrow, I'm pretty yeah, no, wait, pre- no, there's preseason today. on today. Yes, yeah, Cowboy Steelers. Yeah, Very right, excited. the Hall of Fame game. Oh. Yeah, dude, excited for that. But yeah, we will be catching you guys later, at, probably after preseason or late in the preseason, to talk about the beginning of the season, the, the NFL season, and we are so stoked to do so. But yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next time.